Hi, and welcome to The Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist, and I'm the online editor at The Strad. Today's podcast is all about the violins of Guarneri del Gesù. You'll know that because of their rarity and exquisite craftsmanship, these violins fetch a high price, including the 1741 Vuitton, which boasts the title of the world's most expensive violin. Recently, violinist David Garrett fulfilled a lifelong dream of acquiring a Del Jesu violin from 1736. He joins me in this episode to speak about what Del Jesu violins mean for him, as well as his new Del Jesu club, where owners, players and collectors of Del Jesu violins gather to play, observe and discuss all things Del Jesu. Here's David. David, welcome to the Strad Podcast. Very excited. <laughs> I want to say, first of all, congratulations on your recent acquisition of a fine Guarneri del Gesù. I know that this is fulfilling a lifelong dream for you, as you very kindly shared your story on how you acquired this yeah. instrument with us on the Strad.com, including details about how you bid over the phone in an alleyway next to a skip. So a highly glamorous situation. Absolutely. <laughs> but you wouldn't have it any other way, I'm sure. I thought that story needed to be shared. No, to be um, quite uh, honest, this was very spontaneous. I've been looking for many, many years and pretty much visited all the known dealerships in the world from New York to Tokyo to London, of course. And of course... As a violinist, um, you know, and also as an investor, I was always looking for for a good deal. And especially when it comes to those high-end price instruments, it is tough if you don't find such a violin from a private collection. Uh, In this case, I was extremely lucky that, um, you know, it was at an auction house which is not specialized on, on selling these kind of high-end instruments. So I ended up, you know, getting a very decent deal on the violin. I was going to say, you know, the price that you got it for, remind me again. With everything combined in euros, it was about 3.4 million euros. It's still a lot of money, but I feel for Adele Jesu, that is a bargain given that, you know, they they can go upwards of 16 million, you know, um, as they have in the past. But I wanted to ask you, you've mentioned that you've wanted to own a Del Jesu for so long. What does Del Jesu mean to you? How are they set apart from other instruments that you've played? I come from two angles. Uh, I was brought up at basically a dealership. My dad was uh, doing for many, many years violin auctions in Germany. So I know the, or I was brought up with knowing exactly what the dealer's perspective is. On the other hand, I'm also a musician. I'm also a violinist. So that combined for me, Del Gesù always had a few very fascinating sides, which not necessarily Stradivari had, although, you know, Stradivari are wonderful, great instruments to perfection. And I own a wonderful 1716 Stradivari as well. Yet there is a certain fascination with the myth of Del Gesù, also with the fact that Each instrument is totally individual. Each instrument is a new composition. He evolved in such a short period of years, his model to an almost obscure, grotesque 
model when you look at the really late LGs. It's so fascinating if you have an eye and a love for design, for architecture, for visual architecture of the violins. It's fascinating. So that's one thing. But also the sound. I mean, if we look into violinist history, in the end, for some reason, and I, I can explain also why in the end, for some reason, all the great violinists tend at the end of their life or at some point in the middle of their career to stray away from Antonio Stradivari and more go towards Guarneri del Gesù, from Menuhin to Isaac Stern to Paganini, uh, just to name, you know, the probably most prolific names. For me, the sound, it has more possibilities to form your own individual sound on a Guarneri del Gesù. There is a palette of possibilities which Stradivari does not have, meaning a Strad is such a strong individual when it comes mm -hmm. to sound. The violin plays you a little bit. Each Stradivari, you have to tend to each note. You have to make sure it's perfection and you have to uh, attend to the violin itself. You have to make the Strad sound like a Strad. Meaning that I sometimes feel there is a few percentage which you lose focus on the actual music. And in the end, it is about your interpretation about music making. The less you have to think about each note, how to project it on the violin, the more you can focus and relax on the music. That's why I personally prefer a Guarneri. It gives you the freedom to have less focus on playing the violin, but more focus on playing music. I see what you mean. So it's like the Strad, if you're playing a Strad, you hear a Strad. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't know. I've not actually played a Strad before. I would like to one day and maybe I but will. I'm pretty sure there are many possibilities <laughs> in London for you to do so. <laughs> I make a phone call if it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'll let you know. And then I guess what you're saying with Del is you have that flexibility to really yeah. make the music your own and, you know, focus on the music, as you say. You can be more yourself because the violin doesn't demand to play each note like the violin needs it. Yeah. You have the freedom really to also play something because the music feels that way. Even something out of tune sounds wonderful on the Delgis. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I cannot play it in tune, but something, something is magical. Yeah, yeah, sure. Play your mistakes yeah. with conviction. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about this Del Jesu club that you've set up. You've had your inaugural meeting in Berlin earlier this year where you gathered... 7th of September, yes. You had several Del Jesu owners and players all in one room. What is that like? It's quite an unusual and rare opportunity to get that many people together all playing and discussing Del Jesu. What was it like in September? I ended up getting 23 Del Jesus over into my apartment, which, <laughs> according to all the dealers, is the third time that something like this happens in the history since Del Jesu died. So that's a huge compliment, first of all, to be able to bring musicians and dealers and collectors all in one room. The idea happened very logical. Um, during the corona uh, pandemic, I had more time to focus on different projects outside of, you know, playing concerts. So I decided to finally create a website which has every Guarneri del Gesù pictured in a proper chronological order. And how many del Jesus are there that we know of? 
on my website, there are, with some of the composites included, 189. Uh -huh. And there is no other website, including Coatsio, sorry, Jason, which has all these instruments on one website. There is literally, this has never been done before. And I'm very, very proud of putting all my knowledge together and researching all my life, literally. I remember I was 10 years old. I already cut pictures out of catalogs from Del Jesus and put them in a folder. Your childhood scrapbooking project. <laughs> Absolutely. And finally, I, I, I had a uh, digitalized www.guarneridelgesu.com. Very simple. Check it out. It's, if you're interested in Guarneri Del Jesus, the best website to really see the development. What I was talking uh, about before, you know, such as short period of time and out of the website the idea grew to start uh, a del jesu club basically so many wonderful young friends and colleagues of mine play such an instrument uh, not a lot but obviously a few of them have such a great instrument and i'm very good friends with pretty much all the great dealers out in the world partly because my dad took me there when I was 10, 11 years old, you know. So I have a long history with, with the community who sells violins and I have, of course, a history with the community who plays the violin. And bringing those people together was always kind of a dream come true. And, and in the end, the day was quite spectacular, having about 30, 35 people there, 23 Del Jesus, as I said, I organized... Um, a very kind of soiree-like meeting where people had some, some champagne if they wanted, some water if they didn't drink. We had some canapes. We ended up going into the Philharmonic in Berlin to try out each instrument in a proper setting. And then I took them all out to a very nice Italian restaurant in Berlin. So to be quite honest, this sounds like I was catering to them. No, 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 no. This was catering to me because... Having 23 Del Jesus to look at, to play on, I mean, this is unheard of. And because it, it was such a big success, I any, anyway planned of doing it annually. But our next meeting is actually going to be in Cremona at the Instrument Museum, which is a wonderful place to hold this meeting. I talked to the museum uh, director. They're nice enough to open their doors which is in the summer, actually 20th and 21st of August. They'll open the door, especially for the Del Jesu club members, so they can come in, check out other instruments, have other people look at their instruments. Um, we also have the concert hall, all for ourselves for two days. Mm -hmm. And why did I choose the 21st and 20th of August? Because it's the 325th anniversary of Granary Del Jesu. And my dream, and plan is to get, you know, the, the, the record is 25 Guarneri Del Jesus in one room from Peter Biddulph in 1993 in New York at the Metropolitan. My dream is to get at least 26. Oh, I'm sure you can do that. You're so close. You're so close. We'll get the word out now. <laughs> I have already 20 confirmed. Yeah. And we have lots of time. Yeah. Last time I did this like in three weeks notice. This time I'm taking myself a lot of time, obviously, since August next year. So if somebody listens to it, plays a wonderful Granieri or owns a Del Jesu or is uh, affiliated with somebody who has a wonderful Del Jesu, this is the event of the century. 
to come to Cremona. For anyone listening, get in touch with David and you can join the Del Chester Over Instagram. Club. Absolutely. There are memberships clubs, which I give out. Very nice gold-plated carbon membership. Each violin gets their designated card. Very nice. I wanted to ask you, going back to the Philharmonic Hall, and you're there surrounded by several Del Jesus. You were in this wonderful position to get to try out other people's instruments, as well as share knowledge and also look at each other's instruments. Was there any particular violin that stood out to you? Let me start by saying that, you know, there's one very important rule in the club, and I think that's very important for people to hear and talk about. Nobody's allowed to play or touch an instrument without the consent of the actual owner or the player. I made this very, very clear at the start that this is something everybody needs to feel comfortable. It's supposed to be something where everybody enjoys themselves. And the worst case is always, and I remember my dad's auctions where people just take the most expensive instruments and everybody grabs them. And a lot of people don't have the respect. So that's our number one rule. That consent rule should be a given no matter what instrument you're playing, right? Let me tell you, it should be a given, but it's always good to reinforce yeah. verbally that this is something important. That being said, being in the Philharmonic in Berlin, having 23 Delgis, and obviously we shared a little, uh, a little bit. I didn't want to put myself out there and play all by myself, 23 Del Jesus, that would have been very egocentric and egoistic. But I wanted each violin to be heard, each violin to be played by a different player. So I basically said, you know, you play those two Del Jesus and, you know, not your own, but two which you don't know. It was fascinating. It was, we also did it in a chronological order, starting by oh, the cool. earlier Del Jesus and moving forward to the middle period and then to the late quaternary Del Jesus, finishing with the Terminator, the 1744. Basically, it's magic. I played on about five or six of them, including also the time when I was at home uh, with um, my friends and my colleagues. And there is nothing which compares to playing Guarneri del Jesus. And I've, yes, I've played five or six strats in one room, but there is something magic about Guarneri del Jesus because each violin has a typical del Jesus sound, but it's totally different. It's so different. Strats really do have a wonderful sound, but they are very, very even. Each instrument is very close to, to the next in instrument, which is great because you know if you have a strat, it's going to be a good sounding instrument. Mm -hmm. But the differences between the, the individual violins are is so much more to uh, with Guarneri del Jesus. That's interesting you say that because earlier, you know, we were talking about having that flexible palette and how, you, you know, you're able to achieve basically your musical intentions on these del Jesus, yet each of the del Jesus are so unique at the same time. Yes, true, but it's, it's more, I'm more talking about the coloring. Mm -hmm. One is a little bit more darker, one is a little bit more brighter. And when I was referring to that, it's easier to make music on a Del Jesus, it's more the way you play a violin. Meaning, do you have to play the note next to the bridge closer? Mm -hmm. uh, do you have to use more bow speed? Do you have to use less bow speeds? With Guarneri, you can do all. You can press a lot, you can let it, let the string or not press the bow, you can go to the bridge, you can go to the fingerboard, you can go up to the 
highest notes on the G string and still play the fingerboard. So I'm talking about the technical aspect, not the sound in itself. The sound in itself changes, but I'm talking about the technicality of playing the violin, which a Guarneri makes it easier to play. But which one is the one which I preferred? Obviously, the Soray was a wonderful uh, Guarneri to play. I mean, I have to say, um, I tend to go towards the, the later periods, starting like 39, because that's when Guarneri broadened the model. So if you're talking about the Isaiah Guarneri, if you're talking about the, the Le Duc, if you're talking about the Vignaschi, those are instruments which, you know, are a little bit wider and therefore have, in my opinion, a little touch more power uh, when it comes to the big halls. So probably from the violins I played, and as I said, I didn't play all 23. Uh, the Soray was definitely a close contender for the top. Did you play the Soray Paganini cadenza on it? Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> I did, you know, it's not an event to show off. It's no, more... I did, and I, I wasn't saying that at all, but <laughs> I was just wondering if you did. No, 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 I didn't. I mean, if, if, I, if I have such an instrument in my own private walls and nobody's there, I, I, I would do something like this just because it's freaking fun but in, in in this situation it's it's really about getting to know the instruments and, and the sound yeah you know? exploring yeah. fabulous david thank you so much for sharing your insights on del jesus violence and also the del jesus club and another reminder to listeners if you have a del jesus get in touch with david and you can join his Absolutely. club <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> that was david garrett have you got a del jesus do you want to join his club? Get in touch with David via his website, guaneridelgezu.com, or his Instagram at davidgarretinsta. Right now, you're listening to a track from his latest album, Iconic, available now on Deutsche Grammophon. Head to the show notes or thestrad.com to read David's first-hand account of acquiring his Delgezu. Plus, you'll also find the latest news, articles, and reviews on all things to do with string playing. If you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. We've got 50% off an online subscription for students, and if you're not sure you're ready to subscribe, take out a free trial for seven days, start reading right away with no strings attached. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a little review or a rating. Thanks for listening, and tune in again soon for another episode. Take good care. Bye. <laughs>